good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Barron. <laughs> well, hey there, Kyle. <laughs> Lil Barron. How are you doing? Oh my gosh, I'm crazy. How about it's, you? You know what? It is so close. <laughs> it is so you close. You can just feel it. You can. You feel it in the air. You feel it in your muscles. You feel it in your heart. You feel it in your sleep. In your sleep or your lack of sleep. <laughs> lack of sleep. No, it, I mean, it's exciting, but that's but that doesn't discount the fact that there's a little bit of stress involved yeah, here, right? Yeah, just a tiny bit. But we're, uh, we're excited. We're looking forward to it and uh today we're going to talk a little bit about that okay in just a minute in just a minute yes last week if you'll remember we talked about table tennis yes which is one of our 35 different amazing yes. sports of the games and so um today i thought we would touch on actually touch on what is one of our our last sports because we've we've covered a lot of them yeah we have uh either we've touched on them ourselves mm-hmm. or we've had athletes talk about them right. we've had sports directors come on um we, we've done really good yeah um but we want to talk today about our second biggest sport oh do you know what it is probably <laughs> <laughs> it could be either Pickleball or volleyball? It could be either one of those, right? It could be <laughs> yes. either one. It's actually volleyball. Oh. So as a, as, okay. as a team sport, volleyball edges out uh, some of those individual sports, even the big ones like yeah. pickleball, pickleball, golf. Those are those are big yeah. individual sports. Uh, but volleyball is our second biggest sport, second to softball. Softball. Mm-hmm. And uh, so today I thought we would find out a little bit about the history of okay. volleyball. This is, of course, according to our good friends over at... We Wikipedia. Wikipedia. <laughs> what did we ever what? do without Wikipedia? <laughs> How did we find anything out? I know. I, I think we just lived in ignorance. I, I, right? You know what? I think that's it. <laughs> now, now there's no need to live in ignorance. Right. We we just have it all at our fingertips. <laughs> right. Where a collection of people have pooled their knowledge together and we accept it all as fact, right? <laughs> and on our phones. On our phones. Right. It's just it's, it, information is everywhere you want to be, right? That's right. So let me give you a little bit of a history of of volleyball just to get us started here. It was in the winter of 1895 in Holyoke, Massachusetts. Wow. I'm setting the stage for you here. So William G. Morgan, he happened to be a YMCA physical education director. He created a new game that he called at the time Mintonette. Mintonette. So the name was derived from the game of badminton. Yeah. And uh, it was a pastime that was to be played preferably indoors and by, get this, any number of players. Oh, wow. They didn't limit it. Like, however many you want, bring them on, right? (laughs) The game, they say, took some of its characteristics from other sports such as baseball, tennis, and handball. And Mintonette was designed to be a little less rough than basketball, which had just been right. just been invented just a few years down the road uh, in, uh, I think it was in Springfield, Massachusetts. Don't quote oh. me on that, but I think it was there. <laughs> but just close by, they were just barely developing basketball. And it was designed specifically for the older members of the YMCA. Oh. So it was really, it was, it was a sport that was designed for seniors. Now, the game that we're playing now at the Huntsman <laughs> yeah. World Senior Games, I think 
think has bears little resemblance to right. this game <laughs> that they were talking about there in uh, 1895. But it did start with the idea that this could be a great game for seniors uh, to be played indoors, you know, kind of a winter sport mm-hmm. kind of a thing. So according to the original rules, okay. a match, this is where you get some of these other sports. A match was composed of what they called nine innings. Oh, There were nine innings uh, with three serves for each team in each inning. Oh, wow. So you're kind of catching the baseball yeah. vibe there, right? Yeah. And uh, there was no limit to the number of ball contacts <laughs> for each team before oh, wow. sending the ball to the other side of the net. Wow. So you could just bounce it around as many times. <laughs> and if you've got like, you know, 20 people on each side, it's like, can you imagine this game going oh, on for wow. a while, right? Yeah. Like, how does the ball ever hit the floor right. when there's so many people? Anyways, that's the way that it started. There was definitely no bump, set, spike right. rhythm to the games. Uh, you hit it as many times as you want on your side, and then you send it over to the other side of the net. A little bit later, this dude named Alfred Halstead, he was uh, observing, They were he was watching the game. Uh, this was during the first exhibition match in 1896, and he noticed the volleying nature of the oh. game. And uh, he thought, I think a better name than Mintonette might be volleyball. Oh. So this, this exhibition game was taking place at the International YMCA Training School. And uh, he said, you know, what, what do you think about volleyball? and it kind of caught on and that's what we call it today. I thought it was Mr. Volley. (laughs) (laughs) No. In certain circles, maybe. Maybe it is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, volleyball kind of came to be in the late 1800s. Mm -hmm. Volleyball was added to the Huntsman World Senior Games in 1994. Oh, wow. And its growth and its success, really, Lil, can be directly contributed to our previous sports director, Merrill Barney. Oh, now, yeah. You know Merrill. Not, not everybody knows Merrill, yeah. but he was our sports director. He was amazing, but he was tenacious in his recruiting <laughs> efforts of volleyball specifically. Yeah. I mean, of all of our sports. He did right. a, just a phenomenal job for years and years. But he went to the USA Volleyball National Tournament every year. He just he never missed it. He was there every year. He'd find the best senior teams mm-hmm. and he would invite them to the games. Oh. And for the first couple of years the sport kind of struggled, you know, just kind of getting its wheels underneath yeah. it. We had we had teams and we had events, um, but it struggled a little bit. But um, <laughs> Merrill just eventually wore down a couple of high quality teams, uh, specifically Kings Mountain Fog and Roof. And uh, these were two teams that were well respected and well known in the senior volleyball community. And once these teams started coming, others started to follow uh, suit. What year again? This was in 1994. Oh, wow. that, was, that was the first year that we yeah. held it. 94, 95, 96. Those are the years when Merrill was just there, just inviting, yeah. inviting, inviting. He would go every year. Uh, I I went with Merrill a couple of times to uh-huh. the USAV, and it was just fun. It was just fun. Yeah. But everywhere that I went, everywhere that we went, everyone knew, knew Merrill Barney. <laughs> like, they just knew him and uh, and loved him. You know, he's yeah, such a great, great guy. Is. Such a lovable yeah. guy. We, we love him to death. Uh, but anyway, with a lot of hard work, he got those few teams that started to come. And from there, it's really, really grown. To our yeah. knowledge, uh, today we host the largest senior volleyball tournament in the world. Wow. And uh, so lots of lots of good things going on there. Our director today is Sue Maylott. She's amazing. She has a great team that helps her run the event. Uh, we have men's and women's right. divisions. 
and we have nine different age groups and within those age groups we have skill levels Mm -hmm. where it's uh, appropriate we offer two distinct sessions with different age groups in each of those sessions and it is played over eight days at three different venues here at the World Senior Games and if you want to see like seriously Lil (laughs) if you want to see athleticism and skill on display you can't do much better than volleyball at the Huntsman World Senior Games it's incredible I think I don't think I've ever met anybody that you know, unfamiliar with senior sports, walks yeah. into the Dixie Center, perhaps states mm-hmm. the Dixie Center to watch some volleyball. I don't think I've ever met anybody that left not impressed. Yeah. The level of play is just amazing. And it's just a ton of fun. The players are having fun. Uh, the officials are having fun. Yeah. It's just a great, <laughs> great thing. So if you want to see that, uh, head on over to the Dixie Center or to any of our other venues right. where we host volleyball. All of our sports are great. Yes. All of our sports are great. Yeah. Volleyball is one of the great ones as well. Yeah. So today, Lil, Yes. I thought with the games coming up and I mean, literally just a few days. Yes. When I, I mean, that's not figurative anymore. No. So it, sometimes in July, we like to joke <laughs> that it's a few days away because yeah. it feels that way to us. Right. But we are literally a few days away. <laughs> I thought today I would maybe together, Lil, we would pull the curtain okay. back just a little bit. Yeah. And talk about what it has taken to get to where we are today. <laughs> just a few short days away from kickoff I know. at the Huntsman World Series your games Ugh. and then if we have some time at the end maybe a few things that the athletes okay. ought to be aware of this being kind of a different a different year for yeah. us so so every year I, I i tell people this all the time but it's kind of like it's a cycle that we right. go through there's a cycle i grew up in a small farming community mm-hmm. in idaho ashton mm-hmm. idaho my hometown mm-hmm. uh seed potato capital of the world right? <laughs> right so i understand cycles like in the springtime the farmers plant the seeds and then they nurture them during the summer and the fall time they they harvest them right. they sell them through the winter months and then they start back over again in the spring so we have a cycle here as right. well very similar to that same mm-hmm. same cycle i thought it'd be interesting if we kind of ran through some of the things that we do in the off season and and we all know that there really isn't an off season no but, <laughs> but just to just to kind of give you again pull that curtain back give you a view mm-hmm. of what goes on so let's start with january okay in january the first thing that has to happen is our website has to be updated mm-hmm. from the games that just got over uh, yeah. mid to end of October. So it takes time to change the dates. Um, you know, just make sure everything is ready to go because in January we open team registration. Yes, we do. Now we do have a two-step process for teams in registering for the games. So team managers, coaches, uh, those who are in charge of the team, they can come on in January 1st and register their team to reserve their team spot. Right. And all of that is available, like I said, midnight, January 1st. New Year's Day. (laughs) If you want to stay up till late and celebrate and have a glass of champagne and do a noise popper and then register your team for the World Senior Games, you can do that. And many do. Right. Many do. But that's what happens for us and to us in January. So throughout January, we're, we're registering teams. And by the end of January, like softball is closed. Oh, yeah. Volleyball is closed. Yeah. You know, basketball has got some teams in there. Soccer's got some teams in there. So it, it's important to get in there early. Right. February through March, there's a number of things that happen in those months. Uh, the first thing is that we prepare and get ready and publish our Time Out magazine. Mm-hmm. And that's a health and wellness magazine that is available to our athletes that we mail out. Uh, great stuff, great content in there. Mm-hmm. Just a reminder about the games. And, and again, the active life, health and wellness, all that kind right. of stuff. We continue to make sure that our website is correct and update mm-hmm. updated. Uh, at this time, we're starting to really work with our, our venues. Mm-hmm. We have a, a 
plethora. <laughs> To, to use an overused right, word right. of venues, and we don't own any of them. No. We don't own a single venue. We all no. we have to work through channels and with government entities, private entities, to make sure that we're going to have the venues that we need um, during that time of the year. Lil, you start working, of course, with our yes, sponsors, I do. making sure that they're feeling good about things. They I, get a report mm-hmm. on how the games went, mm-hmm. uh, a visit from a a visit from Lil, which is just a pleasure. <laughs> I mean, a plethora of pleasure. <laughs> who wouldn't? <laughs> who wouldn't want to visit from Lil? And uh, yeah, just making sure yeah. that we're on board for next year. A mm-hmm. lot of a lot of just um, friendshiping and just right. making sure that everybody feels good. And all of that leads up to March first, right. which is a big day for us here yes. at the World Senior Games because that is when the individual athlete registration right. opens. So I talked about that two step process. Team managers register for teams. Right. Team players, team uh, the, the the members of teams also register as individuals, right. as do our individual athletes. Mm-hmm. So your swimming, your tennis, triathlon, track and field, they're going to register as individual athletes. So is basketball, right. softball, volleyball, and all of that has to be ready to go on March first at midnight <laughs> once again for people to register. And then March through July, again, there's just a ton of things that go on. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to touch on everything, but we really start working on our marketing and advertising those ads are designed uh, they're purchased Uh, we do online and traditional means Um, you continue to work with our sponsors Mm -hmm. of course Lil Mm -hmm. and getting new ones getting new Mm -hmm. ones uh, trying to make sure that we're offsetting the expenses of the games for our athletes Mm -hmm. and then also giving our sponsors an opportunity to get in front of unique individuals and hopefully it's a symbiotic win-win situation during that time we really start working on our sanctions Mm -hmm. we do not sanction every single sport but but quite a few of them yeah. are sanctioned, and so we work with national governing bodies to make sure that we're meeting their expectations mm-hmm. so that our athletes know that that's a, a quality event. And, of course, our goal is to put on a quality event across right. the board, but sanctions are an important part of that. Um, we really start pushing on our venues, mm-hmm. uh, c- continuing to work with them, making sure that they're ready to go. Uh, at about that time, this is kind of my area, but in the March to July area, uh, I start trying to find a band for our concert yeah. and celebration. We start talking a lot and reaching out to speakers Mm -hmm. for our opening ceremonies. There's kind of a sweet spot there where... um, you know, we, we don't want to be too far away because right. it's hard to get people to commit too many months out, mm-hmm. but we also don't want to lose opportunities. So there's right. kind of that sweet spot in there. We also, during um, July, uh, we we have kind of a, our last minute push for registrations mm-hmm. uh, because um, early bird ends on the 1st of August. Yep. We start recruiting for, for our volunteers in yep. that time frame. Uh, we also start working in earnest on our opening ceremonies as far as just putting the entertainment elements together, the singing, the dancing, all that kind of stuff. We start working on our official program, yeah. which takes time yes. and effort to put together. We want that to be uh, accurate as far as information, but also mm-hmm. we want it to be useful and interesting. So we're writing articles, we're getting guest uh, guest writers and guest authors to put together mm-hmm. content that we think will help mm-hmm. you know move this movement of mm-hmm. active aging forward. And then in a normal year, we work with caterers for our mm-hmm. socials. Uh, I, I believe 
by now most people have heard that we're not going to right. be able to have socials because of COVID-19 but that's the time when we really start working with right. them and, and that's a big effort yeah. in and of itself and uh, and we're still working on the venues and right. venues for socials all that kind of stuff on August 1st as I mentioned early bird registration ends so we we allow for we offer six months of early bird registration mm-hmm. it starts in March it ends on 1st uh, at that point also we have kind of a better idea of supplies, so we mm-hmm. start purchasing some of those supplies uh, in August. Our medals usually arrive mm-hmm. sometime around then, and uh, all of the nooks and crannies around our <laughs> office yes. start to fill up. Uh, yes. During August, we really this is when we really start working on recruiting our volunteers yes. and uh, you know helping. Um, them feel good about what right. they're doing and and uh, just knowing what's available. Our 3,000 volunteers. Yes, 3,000 volunteers. <laughs> That's worth mentioning that. Yes. Because it is an undertaking. It is. Uh, the work that they do is incredible, but the work right. to gather everybody together is also incredible. And, right. and that's really in earnest when it starts is about that time. Um, in addition to that, we uh, we have to have that official program finished and wrapped up by the end of August. That's important. Yeah. It's got to get to the printer. It's got to be proofed. It's got to be looked over. It's got to be run. It's got to be printed and stapled yes. together and all that kind of stuff. Um, at that point, uh, we also start working in earnest on what we call our Gold Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is uh, a sponsor golf tournament it that is. we have for our sponsors. Mm-hmm. Tons of fun. September 1st is an important date for us yes. because that is when registration, registration ends. Yeah. <laughs> so there are some people that might ask, well, why does it close so soon? The games aren't until right. October. Why is it closing so soon? And it, it really just comes down to it's the nature of a multi-sport event versus a, just a single right. event. There are many races, for example, a 5K right. where you can sign up the morning of. Mm-hmm. You know, you walk up, you pay your whatever it is, 35, 50 bucks, whatever it is, and then you run the race. Mm-hmm. Because of the multi-sport sport nature of what we do where we're not just registering people for a running event we're actually registering almost 11,000 people in 35 different sports it just takes time to pull everything together from athlete shirts to welcome bags all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. Um, name badges have got to be printed there's just a lot that goes on and so we need some time most importantly though our sports directors need time to pull together the tournaments right the actual tournament aspect so again a race doesn't have that but a bracketed tournament will you know tennis pickleball racquetball softball volleyball all those things Things are bracketed and they have to be put together with pool play that leads to tournament play and all that stuff has to be happened has to take place after registration closes you can't Mm -hmm. build brackets when you don't know who's competing (laughs) in it and so all that takes place and uh, it's it's just a a, a mad cap effort to get that all done after registration closes. At that time, at that time, we have to send the program to the printer. We make any last minute purchases of supplies and right. things like that. Signs and banners and posters are all designed and printed uh, during that time. We organize and then compile for our sport and committee directors all of their supplies, yep. and that's a big day. A, huge a lot day. goes into that. Uh, everything from score sheets to pencils and pencil sharpeners and <laughs> highlighters and plastic bags for ice and, and first aid kits and tape. <laughs> tape is so important. I know. And staplers and right. all that kind of stuff. There's so many things that just happen behind the scenes that right. nobody sees or knows about. But these are tools that our directors need yeah. in order to put on a great event. All that's compiled and put together for them. And then our sports directors and committee heads, they come and pick those up. Mm-hmm. And then they go through everything to make sure that they have the tools right. that they need. And then we fill any gaps that we can. 
uh, a couple of weeks or excuse me a week before the game start we have a, a couple of hundred volunteers that help us stuff the welcome bags yes. for the athletes now just visualize just picture this we're putting all of these things together these bags together for over 10,000 athletes right and they every piece of of uh, material that goes into that has to be hand placed so <laughs> yes, that's does. an effort there uh, the Thursday before the games begin we have traditionally had a kickoff dinner for right. all of our key directors mm-hmm. and our volunteers there this year because of COVID and in, in a desire to spread that out we're doing it in an open house format mm-hmm. um, but but that's got to be done Saturday at the Dixie Convention Center bef- the, the the Saturday before check-in mm-hmm. we're over there at the Dixie Convention Center setting up getting everything ready for check-in and it's worth noting for people that are not familiar the city of St. George hosts a marathon that takes place the check-in and everything takes place in that building the day before the day before so in in a, in one day's time we go from a multi-thousand athlete sport to another multi-thousand <laughs> athlete uh, event and in just one day, the crew and the staff over there is oh, just yeah. amazing. We've got, you know, our staff and volunteers just help pull it all together. Uh, but that's got to be done on Saturday night. We usually have a walkthrough with our opening ceremonies. And then on Sunday morning at 9 a.m., we're ready to check in from 9 to 9 yeah. for the athletes of the Huntsman World Senior Games. And, and listen, we've said all along that this year is going to look different. Oh, yeah. It, it just, it's just, it has it has to be acknowledged yeah. it's going to look different. We don't have a ton of time left, but I want to share maybe one or two things that uh, will look a little bit different that athletes and spectators, volunteers should be aware of. And I, th- I think it's safe to say just be patient with us. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I was going to mention that. Yeah. Like that's going to be so important. And, and not only with us, but with yourself right. and with your fellow athletes with the volunteers these are unprecedented times the everything the restaurants every the yeah your store the clerks venues. the venues your hotel yeah. staff what, whatever it is i think that is so worth right. keeping in mind like yeah. w- with just a little extra patience from all of us i think right. we're going to be great i, do I think too. we're going to be great and i get it like stress is high <laughs> uh, you know we're all tired like right. i totally get it but if right. we can all just hold on to just a little bit of patience i think we're going to be fine i want to just talk a little bit about our COVID policy. Okay. Now we've been re- referencing people to go online for the past several months. We still want you to go online and check that out. Yeah. A couple of things to keep in mind. We're uh, encouraging slash requiring um, masks in indoor venues. All year long we've been encouraging vaccinations. We hope right. that you've taken advantage of that. We're requiring masks at indoor venues, but not during the actual competing when, right. when you yourself are competing on the court on the on the on the inside, uh, inside on the inside venues mm-hmm. you're not required to wear a mask at that time right. but uh, at other times we're just trying to keep the spread down yeah. we don't want you to go home with this uh, delta variant we don't we don't want it spread around while we're here right um, we're going to do a symptoms check at the Dixie Convention Center when you check in so be aware of that we're going to ask you if you have a, a fever sore throat those all those symptoms that we're mm-hmm. used to checking we're going to be doing that uh, there's a very real possibility that we might do a temperature check on you as well, so be prepared for that. We're going to have signage everywhere about just reminders, you know, wash your hands, uh, throw that mask on if you're inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're outside, you're good, but if you're inside, we want you to put that mask on just to help keep everybody safe. And, um, you know, the thing that, as we were trying to put this thing together, uh, we looked at 
across the board at everything. You know, we looked at organizations, professional sports, college sports. Most recently, we've all been watching the Olympics, and mm-hmm. we think that that's kind of the model that we can reference. You know, right. when the athletes were out there doing their thing on the court, on the track, on the field, wherever it was, they weren't wearing a mask at that right. point during competition, so they could breathe and and perform at the best of their ability. But as soon as they walked off that field of competition, whatever that field was, right. uh, they put a mask on. Right. And we're seeing that in NCAA sports and professional mm-hmm. sports across the board. We're seeing that. We're asking our athletes to do the same thing. And we think that there's a little bit of a compromise there, but ultimately we think that that's going to help keep people right. as safe as we can. I want to emphasize this too, just, just in parting. <laughs> this is not a COVID-free zone. No. There's, there's nothing that anybody can do, including ourselves, that will right. make it a COVID-free zone. We're going to do our very best to limit the spread, try to make it safe, make people feel comfortable. Right. We, want them to, we want them to feel good on both sides. Right. Wherever you fall politically, we want you to feel like you can compete in your sport, but we also want people to feel like they're safe and um, we feel like we found that right. middle ground but again Lil it's just going to take patience it is it's going to take patience it's uh, it's going to be different mm-hmm. um, one other thing that's worth mentioning we've had uh, a number of cancellations uh, our friends from Canada and Mexico weren't able to come across borders uh, we've had people who are concerned rightfully so about Absolutely. the Delta variant we totally understand that that's potentially going to affect your competition experience right. especially the first round mm-hmm. now we're doing our best we're doing our best to weed this out but there is a slight possibility that you might show up to your field to play a game and we didn't know that that team canceled that you were playing and you might have a bye I don't think that's going to happen very often but be aware that that's a possibility out there as well and there's a few other things we want to again just direct you to seniorgames.net you'll find all the information that you need to know there and then like Lil said we're just if we can all just be a little bit patient with each other I think we're going to be fine I think we're going to be fine but it is going to take a team effort and we we know all about that right Right. here at the games we know all about that it's a team effort and I think it's going to be just fine you mentioned Lil the 3,000 volunteers we're still accepting volunteers right now seniorgames.net is the best place to go you can find something that will work for you we want to remind you to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show and we turn it into a podcast and you can subscribe anywhere the podcasts are found. Give us a rating, write a quick review if you happen to be listening by uh, podcast. We appreciate that. And then, of course, you can find this in previous shows right on our website at seniorgames.net. So check that out. Today's inspirational thought. Okay. This comes from, yeah, and this is a good one. We can all use it. It comes from our good friends over at Nike. Okay. And it is Just Do It. Just Do It. Until next Thursday, stay active.